Welcome to Horror Makes Us Happy, the podcast where we ask the question, what is it about horror that makes us happy? Your hosts are Steve Becker and Chris Whitman, and you can find out more about us at happy, happy, and horrormakesushappy.com. Uh, today's guest is Sarah... Oh, I already fucked it up. Uh, Yer- Yershki. Yeshki. No, Yeshki. It's close. Uh, she is a fellow fan of horror. Um involved with the bitches of horror bitches of horror youtube channel doing movie reviews uh she's also a writer and producer of sariad or wounded i I always have trouble rolling my r's sariad or wounded (laughs) in english um thank you for joining us Um, no thank you is there anything that hmm? is there anything you'd like to plug before we get into the meat of the interview well, yeah, uh, besides uh, Saria, then I have a short film that's making its festival runs right now. It's called Creator Killer, kind of a mm. uh, love homage to 80s slasher films. And I also uh, write and act in a, a comedy show called Attack of the Bee Film, which we are currently filming mm. right now. Nice. Okay. Attack of the Bee Film. I like yeah. it. Mm. <laughs> and what was the uh, the other project you said? Was it Creature? Creature or, Killer. Or- Create, create your killer your killer yes. okay yes think of a video game where you're creating your character mm-hmm. yeah yeah pretty close <laughs> Ooh, do you get to go through like the uh uh custom contour and design their face like in skyrim and make them look all stupid with tiny eyeballs <laughs> and a giant chin think think eight eight bit <laughs> oh okay yes even better <laughs> actually no not eight bit it's like i guess 16 bit um, yeah, 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 kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's in between. Okay. Uh, it's it's in the video or in the um the email that I forwarded you earlier today. She sent it to us in advance, but uh, you can I watch it later. To log in and check it. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. You'll like it. I, I know you'll like it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's like the uh, life commercials from the eighties. Give it to Mikey. He'll eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we get started, a little information for you, Sarah, as well as the listeners. Uh, here are your trigger warnings. We're going to be talking about horror movies, which can involve anything, murder, rape, ch- uh, child abuse, suicide, F-bombs. Um, so if you're not ready for that, please take care of yourself and come back when you are ready. Uh, in this interview, we'll be asking three sets of questions covering your childhood, teenage years, and adulthood to find out what it is about horror that you like. The idea is that if we interview enough people, we might find some interesting common themes, but also maybe some interesting uncommon themes that might be cool too. Um, we'll be coming at the same questions from multiple angles because sometimes that triggers memories that you'd forgotten about, but that said, it's not meant to be a therapy session. So if there are any questions you don't want to answer, just say you'll pass on that one and we'll move on. Uh, so let's start with childhood. <clears throat> what are some of your earliest memories of scary things? Um, like uh, when I was a kid, one of my favorite cartoons was actually about a Grim Reaper that was collecting people hmm. or dying people at the hospital. So I used to watch that all the time and uh, I loved it. And But all of my like cousins and friends thought I was creepy. When I was showing it to them, so yeah, so but but I've always loved like creepy things, and then I saw my first horror film when I was six years old. It was Halloween. Oh wow, nice! But, yeah, Start off with good ones. <laughs> Out of curiosity, at six years old, did it bother you that Michael Myers was just standing there in front of the house with a knife, and his parents were just giving them this disappear disapproving look, like, "Oh, Michael." Like, I don't, I don't know. Every time I, I watch it now as an adult, I see that and it's like, 
wouldn't they be like crying calling or screaming or calling the cops? <laughs> <laughs> They're just standing next to him, like, "What did you do now?" <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I paid so much attention to that part. <laughs> I was six, yeah, yeah. six. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's why I prefaced it that you know it's at yeah. six. I'm curious. <laughs> yes. Does that click you when Cisco you're that young? And Ebert and Sarah sitting on the couch. Yes, <laughs> she's got her notebook. <laughs> Oh I don't know. I don't like the themes. Oh my god, that's such an obvious dolly shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what what was this Grim Reaper cartoon? Was I'm I don't I'm guessing it wasn't in English because I don't remember anything like that from my childhood. Yeah, but. I I I don't remember uh, at all. Like if they said anything or in which language? Because I I watch a lot of Polish cartoons, but I I don't think it, it was Polish actually or might have been but i i don't remember at all i don't know what it's called or anything was it like one of the old-timey black and white cartoons like no, it, uh... it was in color it was in color okay. i don't, yeah i have no idea how old it was it was like i got a vhs with like a collection of cartoons and that was one of them ah yeah neat also a quick moment just to Say to to laugh at Chris and go, "Ha! I told you she had a Slavic accent." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. <laughs> yeah, before you got on the call. Um, okay, so we've got Grim Reaper, uh, six year old. Uh, saw Halloween. Anything else jump out at you is impacting you back then? Hmm. I think like because I used to watch a lot of movies with my dad, uh, and we used to watch like Jurassic Park, and especially we used to laugh at that scene when the guy is on the, in the bathroom or the the toilet, the outdoor, kind yeah. of thing, and he gets eaten. <laughs> like that was so yeah. funny. <laughs> so yeah, that also stands out a bit. But I remember it much more else. No, no. <laughs> That was uh, that was an early memory for me as well. End, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why we do it in layers. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Jurassic Park was one for me too. That's that's a real fear, you know, because it's not like space aliens or vampires or something. It's the government doing things they shouldn't, or or rather, mm-hmm. large, rich corporations doing things they shouldn't, which is yeah. totally believable in real life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the thing that I posted on the Horror Mixes Happy Facebook page? I'll take that as a no. <laughs> uh, basically, it was somebody. Somebody tweeted, and I just reposted it. But it was somebody saying uh, that they owe the Jurassic Park uh, franchise an apology. That apparently, you know, rich people opening up a theme park that is, uh, you know, literally killing people is much more realistic than they expected. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, I, I saw that one too. Yeah, well, uh, they just open up the beaches in Florida. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's more of a. And, and you can hear both a, Chris and I go, yeah, because we're we live here and we know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We people who live here typically don't go to the beaches as often as you might think. No, uh, nope. because because we live here and we've done that, and like there are people who are definitely beach people who do want to do that, but there are also a lot of people that are just like, yeah. It's um, more the tourists that flock to the beaches from out of state, and uh, um. Yeah, and there's that too. If you if you do live here, typically you try to avoid the large beaches that everybody goes to because of you know they'll be packed with tourists. So you try to find the smaller spots away from people anyway. So, uh, so to go to back to Jurassic Park for a minute, uh, Sarah, you mentioned the you know the toilet scene was funny to you, yeah. but was that movie scary to you or I? 
No, I, I don't remember if I thought it was scary. I I can only think of that one scene and that we were like laughing. So I can mm. only, I think I, I was happy just being with my dad and sharing that mm. moment with him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. cool. What about the Halloween movie? I don't remember feeling scared. I was more fascinated because I'm like, okay. whoa, what, what is this? It's like exciting and it's, I've never seen something like this before. And I think I thought the music was very scary. I think, yeah, the music was scary. And I still, hmm. I, I still think it's scary, the music. So it is a classic theme. Yeah. Mm, was there anything that you remember from your childhood that did scare you? Uh, when I was a kid, I, I I don't think I was scared of anything. I was kind of fearless. Like, I had no fear in my body whatsoever. Like, when uh, me and my dad and my mom were in the forest, uh, she was very afraid of snakes. And whenever a snake would appear, me and my dad would take a stick and try to poke at it. So I I, I was never afraid. Because I, I, I didn't realize what fear was, I think. Mm-hmm. So, no, I can't remember being f- scared of anything when I was a kid. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you dress up for Halloween? Um, n- no, not when I was a kid. Cause oh, that's we really right. didn't well, celebrate Halloween. <laughs> I was just thinking uh, of that yeah. after I said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess to back up a second then, did, were you born and raised in Sweden? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, have you lived anywhere else or just in Sweden? Uh, I've lived in Prague, but only for nine months and it was two years ago. Okay. Did you go to the said Lake Ossuary? Uh, no, I like I I didn't really do much much things there because I I studied at Prague Film School and oh, wow. I didn't just I didn't have time for like anything. You know, just studying and uh, doing my homework and then just maybe stroll down the city and film stuff. <laughs> oh, that's still cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just always the first thing I think of when I hear Prague is is that it's just fantastic and beautiful ossuary they they have a chandelier made out of human remains yeah i it's too bad that i never saw it because people are like oh so you, you you've seen this you went you went there i'm like <laughs> no i i didn't <laughs> did you know about it at the time or uh yeah i did but just never got around to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I was also shame <laughs> yeah it's like i knew <laughs> Um, okay. So in your childhood years, um, don't even know if we could really say that you were a fan of horror per se. Um, you just found a couple things interesting, uh, you know, that movie and, and the cartoon. Yeah. Um, was there anybody in your life at that time who was a fan of horror? Friends, family? Not that I know. My mom, she, she likes horror movies, but not, not in the way that I do and not as much. But I, I've never, I don't think she like talked about horror movies or anything like that when I was a kid. And my dad liked movies as well, but I, I don't think he mentioned anything about horror movies. So okay. I, no, I, I don't think I had any like horror film influence from anyone at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, did you have any scary dreams as a kid? I don't really know. I, I don't remember anything specific. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Probably I had probably some, but nothing that I can recall at the moment. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know, we just asked the questions because there are a lot of people who do remember that yeah. stuff. So if you don't, that's fine. 
that's pretty much all the questions for uh, for childhood years. Then uh, okay. let's jump into teenage years. What were some scary stories or books or movies that uh, really influenced you in your t- teenage years? Yeah, a lot. Like when I was twelve, I was already uh, writing horror movie screenplays. And wow. Yeah, and I was reading a lot of horror books, a lot of Stephen King and H.P. Lovecraft and watching any horror movie I could get my hands on at the time or buy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you were a fan from a young age. Yes. Yes, nice. I was. <laughs> so what started that off? How did you go from, you know, the, the childhood years that we just talked about where you only had the one or two things and now here you're saying, oh yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm already writing horror movies. Where was the transition? Yeah, uh, I think it began when my dad died when I was 10. And mm-hmm. to kind of deal with uh, his death, I started writing because I never really talked with anyone about his death. And I just kept all my emotions like inside. So mm-hmm. I never really talked about uh, my feelings and never really dealt with anything. So I started writing and it was amazing. So I just kept writing and creating these horror dream worlds and uh and yeah just progressed from there and started watching a lot of horror movies just watching people in horrible situations like feeling how i was feeling and i wanted Mm -hmm. to see that and see them kind of struggle and fight and sometimes survive (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so you're sort of exploring the uh the emotions that you're going through surrounding your father's passing. Yeah, exactly. Like, I guess it can be kind of cathartic that way, you know? I mean, like you're, you're dealing with dark things in your life and they get you in that mindset. So it's just nature, I guess, or, or, or natural progression that you start getting interested in things like that. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even realize that until a few, uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, Oh, that's why. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny how, clear sometimes things can be when you look back on them yeah um yeah you like you were saying a second ago if you don't have anybody to speak to about what you're feeling which is also a very slavic and scandinavian thing uh you know not talking to anybody talking to anybody about it then what do you do with that and in your case you found a way to express that through writing. And then like you say, seeing how the characters handled dealing with those kinds of emotions and situations. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a good, healthy outlet in a way um, yeah. to help you deal yeah, with that. It, it really helped me. I, I don't know where I would have been if I didn't have writing. <laughs> so. Okay. So then you got into, so what started? So you started the writing and then did you get into movies or books next? Yeah. Um, uh, I started watching horror films first, uh, and then I started writing, uh, and then I think I got into horror books. But I, I've definitely watched a lot of more horror than I've read. Anything really jump out at you as as great memories, um, or were they not great? Were just like impactful, <laughs> but not necessarily in a good way. You know what I mean? Memorable memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, when I was 16, I had a friend who also, she loved horror films. uh, And she uh, gave me a copy of Suspiria. 
Nice. And then, then I watched the, watched the film, and I, I was like, this is the best film I've seen in my life. And it, it still is. <laughs> it still is. And Dario Argento is still my favorite director, and he influenced me a lot. So, okay. yeah, I think that it's it's thanks to him that I became a filmmaker. <laughs> what was it you liked about it? a pretty film, too. Yeah, what was it you liked about it, Suspiria? Like, uh, just the music, the lighting, all the colors. Uh, the kills, especially all the gore and the blood and just how everything worked together. And I was like, I want to create something like that. It, it felt like a dream world. Like, <laughs> That's an interesting dream world to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you started writing, you said at 12, I think? Yeah. Saw this at 16. What, what was next? Mm, I think because uh, when I was yeah, 12, 13, I used to watch a lot of slasher films. Uh, okay. That was my typical uh, to-go horror genre. And then when I was, yeah, maybe 15, 16, 17, I, I began like uh, going deeper, like Cannibal Holocaust and more of gore films. And yeah, I wanted to see like more fucked up films, like anything that, that would be controversial or uh, anything like that. So yeah, it's, I went deeper, <laughs> so to speak. Mm-hmm. Deeper down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So how did you feel about the stuff at the time? No, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was very fascinated because uh, I've always been fascinated with the gore and how how, how they make the gore. Like, mm. I, I always watch things and I'm like, wow, how did they make that? It looks so good. Uh, and then I, I started making my own SFX and just learning about the human body and, yeah, trying to create believable uh, gore effects in films. Mm. Out of curiosity, what kind of uh, effects did you use? Like, like, um, say for intestines, I know a, a good trick that a lot of people use is um, cornstarch and flour. Did you do that trick, or yeah, or something I, more I, like yeah, that? that's exactly what I used uh, in the beginning, and uh, I added some uh, theater blood and kept it mm. like in a bag in the, uh, first in the freezer, and then I took it out like maybe two hours before the uh, the shoot to like kind of soften it up and then it would like form the way I, I wanted it to. <laughs> cool. What about when you were to go back a minute to the writing when you were 12, yeah. um, what kind of emotions were you experiencing there as you were writing the stuff? I think mostly excitement. Like how will this story go? Like in which direction? Uh, how will the characters be? How will they die? That was the main thing. Like I was going for. I'm like, ah, oh, I want to create these uh, horrible death scenes, and in which order, and stuff like that. <laughs> That's why I love slasher films because they have such good good kills, and you're always like, oh, who who will it be next? Who will get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely offers a creative outlet there. Like, I mean, you got look at all the uh, Friday the 13th kills. That man has used every yeah. type of lawn instrument imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think to myself how emotionally uh, they're connected to go from, you know, how will they die? And that's still being related back to your own father's passing. Um, it can be like a like a distraction in a way, you know, just something that's yeah, yeah, related and macabre, but a distraction just made make me think about something else. Even though it, mm. it was still death, but it, it was kind of different. Well, yeah, way. it's like you have that tangent to things involving death because of the inspiration of the events yeah. that are happening around you. But it's something that's 
more um, preferable to think about because it's well, not as sad. I think the word you're going for there is control. I was about uh, to say, because okay. it's about control. Like, I could control what will happen. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, all right. So slashers and then cannibal Holocaust and then Suspira or Suspiria. Um, you mentioned that you had a friend that shared that with you. Um, what, did you just have the one friend, uh, was she really also into horror or she just happened to share this one movie with you? No, she, she was into horror, uh, almost as much as I was. And she was one of the few people cause it was in high school. She was one of the few people who liked horror that I knew of. Cause yeah, not a lot of people around me liked horror. So she was one of the few people I could talk talk to about horror, and we could watch movies together. And yeah, she she was a very close friend of mine. Okay. Other than this one friend who supported you, were you teased uh, at all or made fun of at all regarding your interest in this stuff? I, I wouldn't say made fun of, but. Yeah, I, I didn't have a lot of uh, female fl- friends because they weren't into that kind of things. And mm-hmm. I just weren't into the kind of things they were. So we really didn't have anything to talk about, really nothing in common. But I, I, I did have a lot of uh, male friends because they liked that stuff more. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was just easier. You know, okay. sidebar, I, I, I thought I just had. It's, it's sad that there's that uh, archetype for lack of a better term, for, you know, women or, or I mean, it's probably much less these days because we're, we're liberal and, and PC and just uh, evening things out all across the board. But, you know, to, to combat that um, girls can't be into horror because it's not nice and, and girly, every, every woman or, or young woman who thinks that way should watch Heather's great segue mm, movie wow. into horror. You know, it's, it's a little yeah. bit girly, but it's also a little bit Graphic and gory. I mean, yeah, dude blows yeah, himself up in front of school. Yeah, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> no, but yeah, because because right now, when when I uh, I have so many female friends who love horror films, and in the horror community, there are so many females making films, and I, w- I was like, where were all, all these girls when I was growing up? <laughs> right. <laughs> I felt so well, alone. <laughs> yeah, as I said, different times. Back then, yeah. it was a lot more. Uh, it, it was a lot more stronger of of a message that you know. Yeah, and also I, I didn't use it, internet like the way I do now because that too. I, yeah, yeah. Like, the the internet think... has been a great resource for bringing a lot of different groups together. That before before the internet, I mean, there might have only been maybe one or two people in each town that liked this kind of stuff, yeah. and you, mm-hmm. but you multiply that times you know the entire world. All of a sudden, you're talking about hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that, you know, you go online and all of a sudden you find a group and you find out you're not alone and it, it grows from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Cause like I got Facebook when I was in high school and I barely used it. So, and now I'm like, Whoa, there's so many things and so many people and communities and just everywhere. So did any of the, um, any of the horror movies or books or anything like that, that you were experiencing, uh, trigger any fears that you hadn't had before you said you were not a very fearful child yeah i think uh like uh, home invasion movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like one of my fears is someone breaking in and like killing my mom so yeah that is one big fear and i think yeah just more realistic horror films trigger right. that 
and of course I was a kid, so I had like no knowledge of what death was when I was that young, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I do. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Very reasonable fear if you've lost one parent to then yeah. worry about losing the other. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, all the home invasion films do really bring it close to home, no pun intended, because it's it's more realistic. You know, it's something that could actually happen. Yeah, exactly. Although probably less likely in Sweden. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, did it, did any of this cause you to change your behavior in any way? Yeah, I think uh, horror films has just made me more aware of things. Like always locking your door, always checking for things, not like um, just opening a door and walking in, just maybe opening it in a certain way and then walking in, like tiny details. Like, yeah. Holding your car keys with one key poking out between two fingers and a fist as you walk to your car in the parking lot. Yes, (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) I've never done that. I always walk with my keys between my (laughs) fingers. When I, walk I totally do that all the time. That that is my key stabby weapon. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm guessing at this age you probably knew that you were, well, at least supposed to be scared by some of this stuff. You know the the movies and the books and things like that. But did any of the the things that we talked about actually scare you? Like uh, you know the Stephen King or the Lovecraft or Suspiria or the Slashers or Cannibal Holocaust? Mm, no. Uh, like I've never been uh, scared, scared watching a horror film, but I wish I was because uh, I'm like so envious of people who are scared watching horror films because I want to experience that adrenaline, like that fear. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to experience that, but I'm, I'm just more fascinated, so to yeah. speak. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I wish I was scared. I wish. Was there? A- you know, it's funny that comes up uh, a lot with these uh, interviews. Is like you know, as you go on, as you increase your horror fandom it doesn't scare you as much anymore because you just get deeper and deeper into the gore yeah. and it's more disturbing but uh one thing i've thought of recently is i think what helps there is just if it's a good plot if it's a good if it's good writing it's good delivery if it draws you in you kind of drop your guard and simple things like jump scares or or uh, a graphic act of violence that normally you'd be like oh that's cool i wonder how they did that effect mm-hmm. if if it's a good enough plot and good delivery it draws you in and it will scare you yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like there can there can be something like even not just horror films, like uh, even drama films. If they they suddenly have like an act of violence just ha- happen, then that can scare me more than like any horror film. Really? Yeah. I'd be like, what? Whoa, that was more disturbing than <laughs> anything. Can you like, give me um... an example of maybe some other movie that affected you that way? I can't think of one right now. But sometimes it comes up and I'm like, oh, yeah, that that scene. Whoa. But I, I can't think of any scene right now. <laughs> Maybe it will come back to me. <laughs> Mr. Kata, I got one. I know one. Oh, which, which one? <laughs> uh, the Invitation. It was more of a suspense wow. thriller, but it wasn't like a straight up slasher or horror per se. But there were definitely some scenes later in that movie there. I was like, whoa, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> was there any time in your life when you were actually terrified of something in reality as during your teenage years near death experience or something bad happening to somebody like i've almost drowned three times but one time i was a kid and then twice when i was a teenager okay so almost five times under the water (laughs) wow yeah why do you keep going back towards water (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) something is telling you water no yeah right 
But I do like to swim in water, just not be underwater. <laughs> I've learned it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it like an? I mean, I don't, I don't you know, dredge up the details if you don't want to. But Dredging, curiosity was like really? a ah, uh, that's total Freudian slip. I don't know. Um, but no, was it like an undertow or riptide or something? Uh, when I was a kid, it was in my bath bathtub actually, and I was just too small and the water was too high, and I I think I kind of fell and hit my head and couldn't get up, and then my uh-huh. mom came in and saw it and pulled me up, yeah. and and then when I was a teenager i went to um like a indoor pool and they had like big surfing boards but like bigger and i i I was under one and i just couldn't like get get out get up from it Hmm. so i I was just stuck under it and i just yeah couldn't find my way out Hmm. so that happened twice (laughs) yeah um did you have any really scary dreams when you were a teen maybe Um, drowning dreams no not yeah, I've had drowning dreams, but not as much. Like I have a reoccurring dream that I like have maybe. It it depends. Uh, I always dream that I'm pulling out my own teeth. Oh, huh, interesting. Yeah. and I've There's... read that it means that someone will die, and it depends on which teeth. Because if it's upper or lower, it can mean like a a man or a woman or a child or yeah. Really. Yeah, because yeah, I've um, heard there's a dream association with that too, but I, I never read yeah. uh, that much into it. It actually makes a difference whether it's the top teeth or the bottom teeth. Yeah, and one time uh, I had a friend, and then I was dreaming uh, about uh, pulling up my own uh, teeth, and I also dreamt about him. And then one week later, uh, his cat died. Hmm. And after the cat died, I I didn't have that dream for a while. So I'm like, whoa, hmm. that was scary. A little bit, yeah. It's interesting. I've never yeah. heard the thing about pulling out your own teeth, maybe relating to other people dying. The thing that I've heard was a potential reference that not not in pulling out your own teeth, but if you have your teeth falling out or you have a dream where you don't have any teeth, that that's often a symbol or symbolic of feeling powerless. Um and so my first thought when you said pulling out your own teeth is I thought, okay, does that mean that you want to give up your own power? Um, but then you t- took it in a completely different direction with the whole thing <laughs> about other people dying. I, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. Um, Dream association is not unlike Satanism. You have Levian and then to other. One is a little sillier and has more uh, paranormal aspects to it, and the other is just science. Mm. Yes. So just out of your my own curiosity, then, um, do you think there was any part of that part of your life where you wanted to get rid of something? There was some some aspect of your life you wanted to be rid of? Your friend's cat? Yeah, no. I, I love cats, so I, I would never. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. No. Uh, I love cats, well, too. Chris really Pop, loves cats. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, you know, bad relationships and mistakes and bad decisions i guess <laughs> stuff like Maybe. that could yeah. be something subconscious that you don't even think about really yeah well i mean i i was about to ask a question then almost answered it myself um were they thing i was going to say were they things that you did to yourself but you kind of said implied that just by saying it was a bad decision so that kind of implies it was something you you chose um 
Yeah, maybe that that could tie into that if you wanted to interpret it that way. Um, let's see. So at this point, covering the teenage years, uh, well, I mean, it doesn't sound like horror still has scared you, um, but it has made you excited, um, particularly in the enjoyment of the storytelling. Yeah. The one thing that you know, psychological connection there as it sounded like it might've had something to do with, uh, having some element of control over death and dying, uh, which makes sense in the context of your father passing. Um, was there anything else about horror that you enjoyed at that point? I think it was mostly like having, it was me time. Like I came home from school and I popped in a DVD and it was just, yeah, now I can be alone and away from everything and just focus on this. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Some kids like anime, some kids like gore. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now, the, uh, so moving into adult phase then, what are some of the scariest stories or books or movies that you've come across as an adult? Like scariest are probably not even... Uh, straight up horror films, just stuff that has happened for real, based on a true story, or like uh, mm. World War Two films, or any war film stuff like that. Especially being Polish and <laughs> stuff like that, that yeah. horrifies me. Understandably so. Um, yeah. I suspect I know the answer, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. What is it that uh, scares you about those? Just that people let it happen. Mostly just like, how, how could this happen? And, you know, it's unbelievable, but it, it happened and it's scary because it, it can happen again. So sometimes real life is crueler than fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most fiction is based on some element of reality. Um, you know, it's, it's not too much of a leap from, from reality. And there are some pretty fucked up people out there. Um, Okay, so number one thing being war films, uh, what about stuff in the horror business? Mm, yeah, well, then probably going back to home invasion movies, just because the villain is a real human being and mm-hmm. it can happen very likely. So probably that. Yeah, but the positive aspect of it, like, is there anything in your adult life that intrigued you or, or uh, entertained or interests you in horror? Well, now that I've uh, started making films then like the whole aspect of just creating everything every aspect of the film uh excites me very much and i'm learning so much and i i've realized how much hard work goes into making a film like when i was oh, a yeah. kid and or a teenager and watching the film i i didn't think about anything like that i was like oh why, why didn't they do that oh that that's <laughs> not good and now i'm like Oh, I understand. (laughs) They didn't do that because they couldn't afford to. (laughs) Yeah. Or because it wasn't realistic with the technology they had available. Yeah. So, um, like, if I see mistakes or uh, a low-budget film or indie films, I'm like, yeah, I can understand why they didn't have time or money or something like that. But Mm. I see the passion. I love it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So... As far as how you felt about these in your adult years, the things that you mentioned, the war films, the home invasion, producing your own work, um, you mentioned that you did have some sense of fear in the war film and the home invasion 
stuff. Uh, you already yeah. mentioned that um, your fear with the war films was related to the fact that this actually happened and maybe could happen again. Um, we already kind of talked about the home invasion fear there of uh, losing your mom, um, potentially lo loss of control, um, which kind of ties in with what we said about, you know, you starting to write in you, when you're 12, uh, you know, having the control over the situation. Um, has there been anything else that has really scared you? Well, I, I hate spiders. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I'm kind of afraid of spiders. <laughs> There was one that came out just recently. It, um, uh, I don't want to. Yeah. Is it yeah, really? I mean, did you know what I was talking about from the tone in my voice? Or <laughs> yeah. It was a little disappointing, but still, the practical effects in that were amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it was okay. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, worth the watch. Is it really titled Itsy Bitsy? It is yeah. really titled Itsy Bitsy. That was one of the most common complaints about it, too. Was like A lot of people were like, I expected there to be some element where a girl flushed a spider down the drain and it came back to for revenge or something. There was nothing. The song wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> I think it, it's a cute title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cute. I thought you were going to say that there are people complaining that, you know, they thought it was a children's movie and they're going to take their kids to see it. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, Gore was kind of tame. It could have been a kids' movie. <laughs> Would that actually come? Now that I think about it, that could be like a, a series of shorts, like taking nursery rhymes and making them into like horror shorts. Hmm. I could do Cinderella Rumpelstiltskin. I, I would love doing the gore effects for a man stamping his foot into the ground and then ripping himself in half. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we know that you've already started to acquire uh, sort of a horror crew, shall we say, because we've already interviewed your uh, your guest, or not your guest, your co-host, uh, yeah. Bitches of Horror. Um, other than Jasmine, do you have like a, a group of friends that you now enjoy horror with? Yeah. Uh, I think like five or six of my best friends uh, all love horror films, and we... Uh, always get together and watch a lot of horror movies. We always talk about horror films, and some of them actually help me with my movies. So it's nice. it's amazing. <laughs> Out of curiosity, was Jeremiah one of them? Well, I I haven't met Jeremiah, but yeah, uh, I've talked to him friend. a lot, a lot of times. And I mean, we we help each other with Thirteenth uh, Floor and Bitches of Horror, and we did a podcast together. Uh, we haven't done an episode in a while. But yeah, I mean, Jeremiah is amazing. And Jasmine actually met him, so I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah. How did they meet? Uh, she went to uh, the US because, yeah, I know that you probably know that uh, she she's American. Yeah. And yeah. she swung by Florida and stayed with him for a few days, I think. Nice. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. We actually didn't get that detail from either of them. <laughs> oh, really? No. I mean, it just didn't come up. Beans spilled. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> You're in trouble. Um, so did any of your experiences with horror or the war films or the home invasion films trigger any new fears that you didn't have in your adult years um, that you didn't have prior? Hmm. And if the answer is no, that's fine. It's just. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think, but I, I don't think so. It's just making me more aware of things and just maybe appreciating appreciating things more, mm. appreciating mm. my time here, I guess. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it definitely does that. It gives you an appreciation for the yeah. fact that you're still alive. Yeah. 
So any um, any changed behaviors in your adult years related to horror or things that you're afraid of? No, I think it's the same. When I was a teen, mm-hmm. checking my surroundings and always be aware and never trusting people. Right. <laughs> and that's yeah, fine. Like strangers. Yeah. <laughs> We we have a bunch of questions that you know they're not all going to apply to everybody, and we just have to ask them because you never know what's gonna, you know, yeah. click with whom. <laughs> oh, you know what? I I never asked about Halloween as a teen, um, but I'm guessing oh, yeah. you, you haven't um, participated in Halloween as a teen or in a, as an adult either. Maybe going to Jasmine's birthdays. <laughs> yeah, because Jasmine, you know, she has his birthday on Halloween. Right. But uh, I think I started celebrating Halloween. When I was maybe in high school, but I, I did it uh, like alone. <laughs> just you just dressed, dressed up, up yeah, all and, yeah. <laughs> But now that I I have Jasmine and a lot of my friends, we and like in Sweden, Halloween is a lot more accept- accepted now and celebrated. So a lot of people have Halloween parties. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like the U.S., but not as big. <laughs> We were talking about that with Jasmine, that from an American standpoint, you know, we celebrate Cinco de Mayo and St. Paddy's Day, Mm -hmm. which are Mexican and and Irish holidays. And it's just an excuse to get get drunk and party type of thing. Yes. Um, To go back to the teenagers then for a second, uh, you mentioned that you were sort of celebrating on your own. Did you have any favorite costumes that you like to dress up as a teen? Yeah, uh, since um, Halloween was was my first horror film, I, I like to dress up as Michael Myers <laughs> and also Jason Voorhees <laughs> and Scream. I loved Scream because I, oh, yeah. I used to watch Scream all the time when I was 12 and 13. And I even wrote my own script called Scream 4 at the time because there was no Scream 4. And I filmed it with a couple of friends when I was 12. It was so bad. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I won like, a, I won like, a, I got a, I don't know what you call it, diploma or something hmm. uh, for it. An um, award? It was, oh, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what that means now. Now, when you get big and famous, and and you have a few like uh, full productions under your belt, you have to release a white label DVD of that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure where where the food footage is actually. Oh no! Yeah. I have to maybe try and find it. <laughs> I don't know. It, it could be in your profile as lost footage. There yeah, the, the mysterious. Like lost I made Scream Four before anyone else. <laughs> 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 Yes. Actually, yeah, now that you put it that way, maybe, maybe don't release that. You might get sued. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said white label. But yeah, label. That's why you make it a white label. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so how about favorite costumes as an adult? Um, yeah. Like last Halloween, I dressed up as um, Boo from Monster Sync. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And then me, me and Jasmine used to dress up together. So uh, one year we were uh, Chucky and Tiffany. She was Tiffany. I was Chucky. And nice. then she was, I think, yeah, Jason Voorhees, but like a female version. And I was Freddy Krueger, the female version. So we, we tried to like, yeah, ma- make them work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that's sort of. rule 63, I want to say. <laughs> of uh, B's rules of the internet, uh, rule 63. If it exists, there is a gender bender version of it. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought you were doing like Ferengi rules of acquisition or something. Like, what the oh, fuck God. Are you about? <laughs> yes, yes. Rule number, God, how many are there? There's like 400, 400 of those yeah. fucking stupid rules. <laughs> I'm like, what does that have to do with Halloween? <laughs> uh, or costumes for that matter. People dress up as Ferengi. That they do. Um, oh, and, oh, and last Halloween, I, uh, I 
first I went as Boo, and then like I went to a party, but uh, I was invited like the same day. So I was like, "Shit, what what am I gonna wear? I don't have anything." Uh, so uh, I dressed up as. Do you guys watch? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah. The, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, when Were D the, the, when D does the box challenge, and she D does the. Yeah, she challenge. in in the airplane. Uh, she has a T-shirt on and then oh, drink. oh, the Wade Boggs challenge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so did you have? Uh, I had uh, a T-shirt and I had a pen with me, and every time I drank beers, uh, someone had to you know uh, draw with the pen, <laughs> and and I get really fucked up. <laughs> that that is a great costume, and that I'm so doing that next year. Let's see. But I, uh, I was so disappointed. Like people, like most people, didn't even get it. I'm like seriously. Uh, what? But one one person was like, "Oh, the box challenge!" I'm like, "Yes, thank you." <laughs> Isn't that great when you do a costume that's that's obscure like that, yeah. and the one person finally gets it? You're like, "Yes, yeah, somebody goes." <laughs> little validation. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's one of my favorite episodes. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So, was there ever a time when you're actually terrified of something as an adult? Yeah, well, probably like death, like my mom dying and stuff like that, like relatives mm-hmm. dying or losing friends. Because the older you get, the more likely that happens. So True. yeah, yeah. And the older you get, the more uh, I don't know occupational and and realistic your fears become. It's not so much the boogeyman is going to get me, but uh, I may not be able to pay my bills or, or end up on yeah. the street or or a family member or a loved one may die. It's, yeah, yeah. Especially in the current situation, Chris, uh, you hadn't joined the call yet. We um, we were chatting before she, but. Uh, Sarah works in the healthcare field. So, oh wow, yeah, that's that's a real life fear right now. Yeah, yeah. and thank you for your service. Well, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, I also think you know, since my dad he died from cancer, so yeah, the older I get, I'm like, well, maybe I will get cancer. So that's another fear, like diseases and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So stupid free radicals. Yeah. yeah. Have you had any really scary dreams as an adult? Yeah, I. Besides pulling the teeth, uh, I always dream that so- someone is trying to kill me. Hmm. As long as I can remember. And that that's probably because I've watched so many horror films. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll happen. Yeah. So usually someone is trying to kill me and I have to run away. And yeah. Is, it, uh, is there anything common with the dreams? Like, is it always the same person or are they trying to kill you a certain way or is it in a certain location? It's different per- uh, different persons. Uh, sometimes it's it can be friends, someone I know. Some sometimes mm-hmm. it's a stranger. Uh, sometimes it can be like J- J- Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and it's always different locations, different kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Just it, it feels like a, a horror film, like I'm in a film because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good preparation for writing them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but good inspiration. Yeah, yeah sometimes I wake up, I'm like, "Oh, that's a great story. I had to write it down," and then I forget. And you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we discussed that with uh, Jasmine too. The uh, the the method of keeping a book next or keeping a pad next to your bed to write it down. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I would say horror has made you happy in your adult years. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like it. It's made her happy all three phases. Actually, you're you're kind of a trooper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like horror horror saved my life, (laughs) basically. (laughs) In some ways, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. So looking back over your entire life now, and I'm not just asking about horror, I'm asking in general, what movie have you watched more times than any other? Mm, uh, Suspiria is definitely one of them. And then also The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Hmm. Not familiar with that one. 
So good. Cabin of Dr. Caligari. Yeah. The cabin at the Dr. Caligari. It's from uh, 1919. Wow. It's a German uh, silent film. It's a German expressionism. It's so cool. I recognize the name Dr. Caligari. I'm wondering if it has a slightly different name here in America. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Chris will look it up later. I think it's called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, but I don't know if it has any, like, For some reason, also I'm thinking Dr. Caligari's title. Island, but... Yeah, I, yeah, I think it, the character Dr. Caligari has been mentioned in, like, a lot of work. Maybe. I think. So, um, one of those two, or maybe something else that would that you would say is the number one that you've watched more times than any other? Mm, uh, let me see. Also, when I was a teenager, because... Uh, like now, I, I I watch like different films every day. Like I, I I like to watch something new every day. But when I was a teenager, I could watch like the same film every day for a year. It's crazy. Like I think I watched. I just talked about this with my friend earlier today. Uh, Anaconda was one of them. Okay. Because I recorded it from the TV on my VHS, and I just uh, yes. played it every day. <laughs> I saw it every day, and I I still love it. Interesting. <laughs> Okay. There are snakes out there this big. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I fucking love that line. We um, yeah, we we ask that one just because you never know. Sometimes the person answers something very odd, or you know, not even related yeah. to horror. Like for me, yeah. that I've probably watched more times than any other is Monty Python Search for the Holy Grail. Um, uh, and so you know, hearing that kind of piece of information sometimes gives you more information about the person than that you wouldn't have gotten if you hadn't asked that question, you know? Oh, yeah. shit. I just realized, I think I may have to change my answer on my on, on my interview, Steve. Mm-hmm. I said uh, Wolf Creek because, well, Wolf Creek 2, because that's one that I've watched probably. I don't know. I, I may have shored up the numbers and watched it enough times in my adult life that that still is the most watched one. But in late teens to early adulthood, definitely watched Half-Baked <laughs> a lot. <laughs> That like, makes sense. Like a lot, because <laughs> you, know, you watch it in conjunction with certain activities, and that <laughs> happened a lot in my uh, late teens, early adulthood. So, yeah, that makes sense. Probably half baked. <laughs> um, Sarah, do you see any common threads about what kinds of horror you like? Cannibalism, occult, metaphysical, slasher. Yeah, uh, like s- slasher films will always have a huge place in my heart just because I started watching them at a young age and yeah, throughout my teenage years. And then of course the home invasion genre and then anything that's really gory or funny. Like I, I love horror comedies. Ooh. Yeah. I have a few recommendations. Uh, let's see. Uh, what we do in the shadows is great. Oh yeah. And also like um, stuff like, Oh, deathgasm. Yes. And Cootie. Have you seen um, yeah. Satanic Panic? Yeah. So that was good. good. Yeah. And for something that's kind of a cross of home invasion and um, oh, you're next uh, horror yeah. comedy. Well, yeah, that's that's a great serious yeah. home invasion. I love you're next. Larry Fassenden. But no, recently I watched uh, Villains. It's kind oh, of a horror comedy yeah. and reverse yeah. home invasion. It gets it, yeah. it gets thrown on its end. People escaping their homes. No, that, that was good. I, I enjoyed it. That was fun. Uh, more like people that uh, it was it was an inadvertent or accidental home invasion because it's a pair of just really bad at it, uh, 
new at this kind of thing bank robbers and or they they rob a it's a bonnie and clyde kind of thing and they rob a gas station their car runs out of gas so they decide all right we're just gonna break into this house and and steal these people's shit and well the people whose house they broke into are a little worse than they are (laughs) yeah (laughs) oops Yeah. yeah but they're total amateurs and that's really the most hilarious oh my god the, the fucking the first scene in the movie it, i think the first line is something along the lines of can i be the unicorn this time <laughs> it's because <laughs> they're wearing those stupid rubber animal masks and yeah. the boyfriend is a pigeon and the girlfriend is a unicorn and they're, they're like just so bad at the execution of this robbery <laughs> but so serious about it too like it's just it's great nice yeah like oh, and also zombievers <laughs> ah yes wow i haven't heard that one in a while <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like steve yes like you, you don't even have to ask what's it about no it's like yeah you, you just hear the title and it says it all <laughs> the universe of zombies <laughs> no no not zombie verse it's a uh, zombie verse like like oh, zombie beavers. god <laughs> <laughs> yep that is an appropriate reaction <laughs> You know, fun fact, um, real quick. Uh, the one of the girls from Zombievers I totally recognized when I saw Starry Eyes. She was um, the 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 bitch. I can't remember her name. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good actress. Like her. Yeah. No, I've seen her in a, a lot of things actually. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was in Southbound too, wasn't she? And in uh, the remake of uh, Silent Night. Really. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, she got thrown in a wood chipper. Yes! <laughs> How could you forget that? <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen the remake. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's no garbage day, but uh, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the three things that you mentioned, the uh, the slashers, the home invasions, the horror comedies, um, I think we've already answered these questions, but I'll ask anyway. Uh, what is it that you like about those things? They make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But- make me feel good. And yeah, I think I look back at my childhood and teenage years and just feel the nostalgia and just, yeah, it's, it's cozy. <laughs> good memories. Yeah. That was really what I was going to say The you know, the summary is pretty much as you said, those three things, we kind of summarized them. So the slasher was, you know, the, the nostalgia because that's where you started off watching yeah. or the home invasion. We already talked about that's, you know, some element of control and then the horror comedy stuff just cause well, it's fun. Um, mm-hmm. So the sort of the last question here in the interview is why horror? So uh, for example, the nostalgia could have been about any genre. It just so happens that, you know, horror was one of the ones that you picked up. The home invasion mm-hmm. gives you some sort of sense of control. Um, I don't know about that one, actually. I'm wondering if there's any other genre that watching it would give you... Uh, well, maybe it wasn't the watching of it so much as the writing and being involved in the you know, the creation of, of the media. Yeah, because I, I don't just see horror movies as a genre. Like, I, I see horror as a way of life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't really separate horror movies and then me. It's like we're one, yeah. so to speak. So that that's why horror. <laughs> well, and what I was going to say is typically in these interviews, when we, um, when we ask this question, you know, all, one of the things that comes up a lot is as an example would be sci-fi, you know, like when mm. we talk about things, some people say that they like 
the fantasy elements of, of horror. And I say, well, you could have fantasy elements in sci-fi. Um, when it comes to the, the control element and the creation, you know, if I were to say, if I were to phrase the question, well, why didn't you write sci-fi? Um, well, it doesn't really give you the control over death, which is specifically yeah. what you were looking possibly looking for after, you know, experiencing your father's passing. So that also kind of makes sense that you specifically were drawn to controlling that aspect. You know, as far as why horror in the sense of referring to the comedy <laughs> aspect, um, you and I, or the three of us haven't really talked about this here, but it's come up in other podcasts that, you know, there's, there's a close correlation between, humor in general and you know black humor that you know the whole thing about pushing boundaries and crossing boundaries and and the shock value and and things like that there's definitely a lot of overlap there yeah no i agree that's why because uh recently uh as i said i am making a comedy series so i started with like uh, typical slasher horror films Mm -hmm. and then i made creature killer which is a horror comedy Mm -hmm. And now I'm making a pure comedy uh, show. Uh, so yeah, I I went went through that like it's kind of a natural process for me. I think mm-hmm. it's a yeah natural uh, it evolved. Yeah. So if we were to summarize the call, you know, it kind of yeah. sounds like you know even going back to the Jurassic Park and watching that with your dad and having fun. That sort of the common thread there was maybe the relationship with your father and you know, somehow maintaining that and controlling that through your creation. Does that sound, yeah. does that sound accurate? Or do you think there's some other thing about horror that you like that we haven't talked about? No, I think that makes sense. And also like one thing I didn't think about before mm-hmm. uh, was the word control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm like, Oh yeah, that, that makes 100%. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, that that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for being our guest. Um, I mean, you've oh, yeah, you. been all the questions, and I think we kind of got a good answer for you. Um, I will say, you know, we are keeping a list of our guests and what their responses have been. Um, I think you're the second person that I would say has answered control being a, a strong element of what they uh, get out of it. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, we... Chris and I have talked about this in the past that, you know, we've now got 13 or 14 episodes and it's very interesting that, uh, we don't have, how can I say this? There's a lot more variation than people having the same things in common. The the two things that we've had repeat so far are control and rebellion. Um, and so we'll see if that, pans out over the next, you know, however many interviews we do, do do those become the most common themes or are there other, other things that jump out? Yeah. But to so far to really only have those two common things crop up, everybody else has had other answers for a whole bunch of different reasons. Okay. It's kind of interesting. Well, that's very interesting. It's rather unique. I guess here at the closing, do you want to, Repitch what I'm trying to remember what you pitched at the beginning. It was the um, the short film, create yeah, your killer, my short killer. film, create your killer, and then my comedy show, Attack of the B film. Okay, it's kind of like right. very inspired by It's Always Done in Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm sure Chris would I like love that. It. 
<laughs> what we'll do is after after the call and after I get done editing this interview, I will work with you to create sort of a bio page that we'll put on the Horror Makes oh. Happy website, and we can link to whatever it is you want. So whenever you release the those things, let us know, and we can update the links and point directly to those things. Sounds very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. It is. So a thank you to to you as well as our listeners. Um, anybody out there listening, please do come visit us at horrormixeshappy.com. Um, like I said, we'll have a schedule posted there to show who we're interviewing as well as, you know, bios of the people that we've already interviewed uh, and a list of the people that we'd like to interview. So if you know anybody on that list or you'd like to see someone added to the list, let us know. Um, you can also become a Patreon supporter and link to our social media. In general, just come let us know how we're doing. Horrormixeshappy.com. 